Good evening, everybody. Welcome to DN35 Live. Uh, at <laughs> Bruce is just um, showing off the popularity of the pod. Uh, uh, we are first for the first... Well, it's only the fifth time that this podcast has been recorded in the DN postcode, which is, you know, a dereliction of duty, as we've been told. Uh, and we are at Cleethorpe's Cricket Club with Mariner Hoddo and the rest of the gang. Um, and I assume the tweets I put out did not go out. Uh, <laughs> um, and my son is here and he wants to be shouted out on the podcast just so that he can show that he's here. Would you like to shout really loud so people can hear you? Okay, fine. <laughs> it's the first time ever he's been silent, so we might have to keep going. We are limited to eight o'clock, simply down to the fact that a uh, better singer is on and then it will ruin it. But if there is a gentle hum in the background, it is apparently the extractor fan. Uh, with our incredible planning, we are doing it on transfer deadline day, but it is seven o'clock. So this will be immediately redundant the second it is finished. And when you're listening to it, it will be out of date. So uh, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, and we should probably do some piece to, uh, sort of post-production things where we try and at least do some analysis of the transfer window. So we should probably do one where we sign Bogle and Armstrong and Steven Gerrard from 1998 and Alan Powton from 2001. And then another where we sign Mikey O'Neill on loan and Terry Taylor. Um, and we'll <laughs> go off that. Um, I'll be entirely honest. Uh, from what I know, there has been no announcements yet. I'm being told we're looking at two or three players that are going to be coming in by the end of the day. Uh, I don't want to, you know, finish this with inane chit-chat. And I was going to introduce everyone, but then Bruce, Bruce bugged off. Um, Bruce is here. Uh, Sam, Hannah, and Mike, and myself. Hello, everybody. Hello. Uh, we have not done a review of either the um, games that followed this. Walsall. Walsall, Man City. Um, We're not reviewing Man City. We? we do have someone who was here that day, though. So... If he wants to say anything, Charlie, what was your review of the game on the Tim Pot Trophy? Okay, he just puts his thumbs up, but that's that could mean anything because he also likes Man City, so that could be terrible. Um, Warsaw, another Abuasa, you know, glory. Sam was there, as was Bruce, flying the flag for the, the pod. True fans, part of the pod. The yeah. true, yeah. <laughs> the only ones that go. What was your thoughts on the, uh, on the performance? And, if you can remember it, what were the negatives? I remember the game pretty well, actually. Um, first half was a pretty forgettable League 2 affair, of which we've seen hundreds of halves like that over the years. Not really much to talk. They could have scored a couple of goals, maybe, but not a lot happened, really. So it's kind of like, you know, right, that's off. Second half, once we up the tempo, um, they couldn't live with us. Um, even when they got the ball back, they just gave it straight back to us. Um, and you felt like once we scored, the, after another worldie from Issa, it felt like the, the second was an inevitability. But then also, you back in mind, you're thinking, this game's going to finish 1-1. We've wasted so many chances here that they're going to punish us for it. And so that proved to be the case. Although even after the equaliser, we had Danny Rose header. Um, that he, he, On another day, he should bury free header eight yards out. He should be putting that away, really. Um, but there was a lot of aggro after the game. Well, I say aggro after the game. A lot of like, noise on Twitter, maybe, and on the fishy about, oh, this is poor. We're going to be better. We should be finishing these signs off. It was a point away from home at the end of the day. There were some negatives: the inability to finish the side off, um, the lack of real clear-cut chances created. But overall, I don't think we can be too critical of it, given we're early days in the season, and we're not. We're obviously difficult to beat. We're obviously difficult hard to play against as ever um, and we've got a couple of in terms of Conti and Issa, like real game change to this level so I don't really see where that noise comes from I'll refer to Bruce for some more intellectual analysis Bruce doesn't have intellectual analysis um, no I I don't quite agree the first half was shit I mean it was just really shit <laughs> what do you actually think Bruce what do you, you actually think you can't just accept that oh and that happened but it, it, it did. Um, but he was shit as well. Yeah, but it's, it is early in the season, so I'm not judging, not, not jumping to any conclusions. I'm not going to slag, any, you know, slag anybody off or anything like that. But I don't think, for all our possession, you said chances came and went. I don't remember a lot of chances coming. I just don't. 
Um, we had a lot of pressure, we had a lot of corners, a lot of set pieces. But I can remember Aisha hit the bar, didn't he? And skimmed the bar with another effort. And then there was an effort um, that was there was an effort that's, that was that was blocked that could have been a handball another day. Guy got his body in the front of it, but I just don't remember us creating. We don't look like scoring a lot of goals at the moment. Now, hopefully, that'll come with the players that have come back and play, you know, and these great players that we're going to sign in the, tonight before eleven. Bogle's um, definitely coming back, by the way. But uh, but yeah, I, it was. It was typical League Two fair, and but I think Walsall will be in the bottom seven or eight this season. I don't think they they were very good. Well, we chatted to the guy. Uh, I chatted to the guy doing his preview for Walsall, and he was not positive. He's been disappointed with the recruitment and the levels. From what I knew, um, Walsall had a bit of cash behind them, and were you know yeah, their owners very wealthy, and they were doing all right, but um, apparently not. And I don't know. It just seems it doesn't feel like the Neg- the weaknesses of last season have necessarily been addressed, but the but the team in general has got stronger. I think there's a good argument to say out of six players that have come in, you know, Eastwood's an improvement on Crocom. Sam can be quiet um, because he would agree um, uh, massively. Uh, Conte's an improvement. East is an improvement. I think Vernon, however negative people have been, and obviously now he's going to be out for quite a while, is an improvement. We didn't have any speed and any width at all last season, I would say, um, outside of Khan, who came back in very late into the season. Um, and then you've also got the, the the rest of them in the midfield as well, which have helped imp- improve the strength of the team. And Malarkey and uh, Rogers have also done so as well. But it's whether or not... Um, it just feels like with the same com- conversation every year, we're waiting on um, 20 goal of season striker who looks like they're not going to appear or indeed they exist at this level we've had this conversation before yeah. I think it was I think there's three players in League 2 who got more than 20 goals yeah I, I, I've made the, I've made the point before that other than other than Andy Cook who's a bad example because he's at Bradford and Omar Bogle everybody that was in the top sort of eight or nine of goal scorers last year in League 2 had not done anything the previous couple of years so it isn't the fact that you score score more goals if you have an out-and-out striker that's that's back in 2025. It's a fact that when you look at it statistically, one player gets more of them. So Stevenage and Leighton Orient went up last season and their top goal scorer scored 10. So it isn't the fact that you're going to score more goals, it's just somebody's going to score more of them. So if you're looking to get out of League 2, what you need to do is be able to have focal points of strikers that you can play off, get goals from... But also where you can you can spread the goals around the team, whether that's from out wide as your strikers or from midfielders. So I think when we talk about one in a twenty goal a season striker, I think is a fallacy in this division. Bradford had a twenty goal a season striker; they didn't go up. Uh, Harrogate and Newport both had twenty goal a season strikers and finished below us last season. You don't score more goals; somebody just scores more of them. We do need to score more goals. I mean, we've had East has scored our last four goals. And two of them, two of them have been worldies, and one of them was a deflected effort. Um, so to say goal scoring is not—I mean, know you're not saying goal scoring is not an issue, but yeah, I, I mean, of course it's important scoring goals. That's how you win football matches. Of course, it's the bread and butter of it. But I think what 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 we're looking at at the minute is a team of new players, new squad, um, maybe six or seven of the entire first eleven are new, uh, trying to find a way and trying to find a way to play where they know each other. Uh, Danny Rose was in a squad that went up last year, scored scored some goals and scored goals in League Two. Uh, Issa is is a good player if we get the Issa from Scunthorpe, and we know what Charles Burnham can do. So I don't think it's the a, a fact we're not going to score goals this year. I think it's a fact we need to we need this squad to develop and we need this squad to get to know each other and start to start to play well together. Something I didn't see last year is the amount of possession and uh, attacking phase play that we had at Warsaw. Now, it's really frustrating we didn't win. We should have won that game. But I, I can't remember us being a team that is on that much of the front foot for so long in a game last year. And hopefully that's a, that's a good sign moving into the season where maybe it's not worked yet, but we can see the shoots of, we want to be on the front foot. We want to have more possession. It's just about, can we put more into the box and can we score more goals? So that's what I took from Warsaw. It was a disappointing draw we should have won but um green shoots basically i think yeah i agree with what you're saying and what perhaps we're missing isn't the 
20 goal a season striker it's just the guy that's going to win it all like the obviously Taylor didn't score that much but he was crucial in winning that ball up the pitch and and obviously occasionally did put it in but um Rose is a great player he just he's not getting the service at the moment that perhaps he should be and and probably will be once they train a bit more together yeah, I mean, it's a great point. I mean, the game that sticks out to my head last year, where, where I think we'd be different this year, is Gillingham away, which I think most of us were at, where there was sustained pressure to our into our penalty area, and we just couldn't get up the pitch, whether that was putting a ball on a channel for somebody to run onto or putting it up in the air for somebody to flick on and try and get us up the pitch. I think this year, with the pace in the wings and the fact that Danny Rose can get hold of a football and can try and try and get us up the pitch, Bruce I think... Bruce opened the door. Bruce has left, and, yeah. and can win a cheap free kick to relieve a bit. Yeah, of win a cheap free kick, get us up the pitch. I think that'll that'll do his wonders this year in being able to be a little bit smarter with how we play football and, and relieve that pressure a bit more. Right, so I'm going to have to play the role as Nelly negative again then. So, like usual, um, Paul Hurst has had a full pre-season and has got his players in early. He didn't have that opportunity last season, which we all pointed towards why we didn't start strongly. The argument is this season, we haven't started strongly. Danny Rose looks like the Spurnhead Lighthouse, as in in the middle of nowhere, no one else from civilization anywhere around him. And we are not even creating the same amount of chances we were last season, which was a hell of a lot. And the worry was we just didn't have anyone to convert them. This season, the players have had a lot of time to gel and the other teams around us have exactly the same issues we do, that the teams are gelling and getting to know each other. So... Why are they not able to put to bed teams like Walsall when they've got the opportunity to do so and they aren't creating as many chances as they were last season and we seem to be very reliant on Aboisa sticking it in from 65 yards out? I, I think a bit of it is Hurst hasn't really got his definite squad yet. He's still meddling. Um, so perhaps managers that have, have given the team longer to gel. I think the best... I've seen us play this season was when we brought Amos and Hollihan back and perhaps the competition that Hurst has brought in has helped them to become better players um, I know we're probably looking for a replacement for the Amos Glennon role but what's Amos done wrong to not be starting games because I think he's a brilliant player Mm, I'm not sure about that. I think Amos. I don't think Amos. Is Here good he comes. I don't think Amos is good enough. <laughs> He's oh, not he as is. exemplary as the guy on the other wing. That's what. That's what Sam yeah. is saying. If you want to challenge for the, the <laughs> top of this league, I thought he was. I thought he got caught for the equaliser for Walsall. I just. I just think he's. He's a decent player. You won't get relegated with Danny Amos, but I think most people would agree we're aiming a little bit higher than that. And to be honest, I don't think either fullback, either left back, is good enough. Um, I know Mike's going to push back against that now. Um, Do you see how he changed from full-back to left-back there? He will <laughs> he not did. have any criticism of Mishy, will he? I don't have criticism of Mishy, but Mishy's not been playing, so he's not subject to scrutiny. He played on Tuesday night. Yeah, he played really well in the second half. Did he? Um, <laughs> what about the first half, mate? The first half, the ball back to Alex, from Alex Hunt was awful. Oh, well, that was... It just put him on the wrong foot, you know. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not what, what, what I would say is that I think, I think maybe when we look at... I know we've had this... He's a leading assist scorer again, isn't he? We've had this discussion before and we don't want to say, oh, it's a difficult start. But let's be honest, we, we are playing some, we've played some good teams. We've got some decent results. We've got it's some getting easier tomorrow. We've got some undecent results. If that's even a word, I might have just made it up. But, you know, the, yeah, the, the, the start has been decent enough against the teams we've played. We've played Notts County away. We've played Mansfield, who are a really good side, who showed us... Will you stop tapping on the sorry, table? Who, who showed, us, showed us how to play football, basically, when we played them at home in the Cup. Uh, we've got a point from there. We've beaten Salford. We should have won away at, at Warsaw, but an away point is never a bad thing in this division. So maybe we're looking a little bit at, are we being a little bit too um, too critical of a, of, a, of a difficult start? And we've done all right. No better than that. Um, and we need to improve, but I, I don't think we've been bad. I think it would have been a lot better if we'd managed to get that win against Wimbledon in the first game. I think then we wouldn't be having any of these conversations we've been having the last couple of weeks. Really, we didn't, and we didn't actually create one chance against Wimbledon. We've had Harvey Rogers test the key from a long way out. We've had Abouise hit, hit the post from a long way out. It kind of, in some ways, I mean, it's unlike me to be negative, but it sort of reflected what um, what was being represented before. 
subsequent to that, which is not a whole lot of chance creation. But then again, it's League Two, and my memory of this league, even from last time we were here, is not a lot of chances are created, generally speaking. No, I don't mind. I think we're all... The problem is, is we're all of much of an agreement. So we've got what? So, so far this season, we have drawn to Wimbledon, lost to a very good Mansfield and played appallingly, fought well against Knox County but couldn't do much about it, beat Salford well, thanks to Aboisa, drew with Mansfield in a game where I thought we were not that great. Uh, Walsall, draw, Drew should have taken the win. Uh, Timpot Trophy, don't care about and then um, we've got Gillingham tomorrow, and then McAtee's back on the Tuesday in in the tin pot to score three, and then you know cup his ears to an empty pontoon stand, uh, and then you've got uh, Bradford away, and then Wrexham away, and then you're looking to Tuesday, the, Saturday, the twenty third of September for what an opportunity where we're maybe the favourites against Crawley. We're going to win at Bradford. Well, it seems to be we're the going to win at Bradford. I, I'm know that I'm just really confident we're going to win at Bradford this that, season. That might be the five Madrid's you've had. Three. I'm just trying to have a look to see who we've got and where they're all placed in the tables. Though it doesn't really matter. Wrexham are below us. Yeah. They're on the same points. So Wrexham are apparently... And Craw Crawley are doing all right, aren't they? Yeah, so Wrexham are in a pistol league and apparently are way better than everybody else below us in the table. And everyone that's and Stockport are below us in the table, and yet they were both in that automatic. The league hasn't settled down yet, so we're not. I know no one ever really here is drawing firm conclusions from it, but to draw firm conclusions this stage in the season would be unfair and unwise, I think. What do we do then? Just pack it up until October and then come back? No, I'm not saying <laughs> firm do, we need a, do we need a recess? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, oh, recess ends on Monday. We have to, have to, have to go to work for two and a half no, weeks. No, do we need a recess? Not you. I mean, there are people on the fishies that suggest we should. <laughs> Bruce is now, now. <laughs> it's um. The main concern I've got is that, that at the moment, whether it's the players we've got available or not, but is that we're not creating enough chances. We've got a lot of the ball, mm. and it's all right tapping it around. And a lot of our possession is in our own heart, tapping it across the back line. But but we're not we're not creating a lot of chances. Hopefully, that will improve. Hopefully that will improve, but um, at the minute, and, it, and it's early days, and like I say, I'm not, I'm not sort of saying that's the way it's going to be, but that's my big concern at the moment. I think that the way we play, Danny Rose is looking for flick-ons and that sort of thing, and there's no one anywhere near him. No. There's, you know, we, we play with two, we, you know, Aisha on Saturday was hugging the touchline and then cutting in on his, on his right foot and getting those shots off on the left. He was playing on the left, obviously. Um, and we were, we just, I just don't think we, I just don't think we create enough chances. Hopefully that'll improve and hopefully that we've got a plan that we're going to play somebody near a Rose because I just don't see the point in playing Danny Rose down the middle on his own. Uh, with, with you, when you've got two wingers, you get, you get, sorry, I'll just, you get the balls out wide, you get, you get a player out wide to put a cross in and we say that the delivery is not good enough, but usually we've got Danny Rose and or maybe Harry Clifton in the middle and that's it. We don't get, but we don't load bodies in the box when we put no, the ball out. Agreed. Wide. It reminds me of the start. Weirdly, I think I'm mad here. At the start of the 2013-14 season, when Hurst decided the way, the way to win, was to play Paddy McLaughlin, Craig Disley, and Scott Kerr in midfield, um, and Linnell John Lewis up front by himself, and we got no one near him, and we didn't score enough goals, and we only started playing well in that season when he started playing Hannah up front with him. It feels kind of similar to that to me this this season, in, in that we're, we're playing one striker and it's we're not getting people close enough to him because either the wingers aren't good enough or the bodies aren't there. What, what I what I think we really do miss is we we miss somebody who's more of a ten. Now, I think me and Alex both thought that Clifton maybe in advancing the three in midfield would be able to do that role. I think we've looked last last season we looked really good as a three in midfield, but that that may then ask us questions attacking in the attacking phase of whether we can do enough. And I think we miss that player in in a number 10 role that can maybe get in the box and get up alongside Rose and support, but can also get back into a midfield three. So it'll be interesting today, or tomorrow, whenever you're listening, about whether Hurst can actually bring somebody into play in that in that hole 
behind a striker because I don't think we actually have anybody at the minute. And I think McAtee in this team, I think would 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 be would be doing quite well. You'd see more than McAtee of the conference, yeah. I think, with all the possession we've had, not England. And we've also got the options of when they're fit, Wilson and Pike, and how they're gonna come into come into the team, whether he goes to at the front or whether he just uses them off the bench. But obviously there's definitely goals in both. I mean, Wilson had a great pre-season. Pike's um, just scored a couple, hasn't he, at the game we don't speak of? I just think they all, they, they, the players we've signed at the moment, they all, they all feel like we've taken a chance on people. I, th I said this outside earlier that I don't think we've signed anybody that's, that's nailed on to... And I know it's difficult this level. You can't just say that So you know, you're not spending... 40, 50, 60 million on a player. But we've not signed a Liam Hearn or a, you know, or that sort of player where they were the best at the level below and then they're going to be really... We've signed players that have got injury records and, and it just shows that the, that the money that's being spent at this level at the minute that that they've, that they've that's what you're getting with a reasonable budget. You know, you're getting players that have... You're hoping that they have the best... I mean, Hearst said, I think I've heard him in an interview a few times, we're hoping that he has the best season of his career. You know, yeah. that... that, that We've signed a player that we want to do the best that he can possibly be, and he might not have done that yet. And there seems like there's quite a few of them. So the whole seat for me, it's all it's all up in the air at the minute, and we'll see what happens. We've I just, mean. sorry, Mike. I was going to say we've just been stung as well by Vernon, who is apparently injury prone, according to Lincoln fans, and has got injured again. So he was injury prone. He was here last last time. Yeah. Really, be a surprise that it's a more serious injury than he suffered. Before. Well, he just came back from a knee in the summer, didn't he? Had an operation now, apparently, it's his quad now. I mean, having a very quick look on, on what I can find, I don't think he's had a quad injury in the past. So, you know, is it one of these where he's injury prone, but it just he's unlucky enough to keep having injuries in different places where he's not injury prone? He's just bloody unlucky, to be honest. Remember physio? <laughs> yeah. Because that was a quality uh, website, wasn't it? Physio, yeah. Sam, do you remember physio? Nope. You don't remember physio room. I don't remember physio room. I don't remember MSN messenger. That's not the sort of things he looks up on, isn't it? Tractors. Physio room would tell you how long the players are going to be out for. Right, it's seven to eighteen minutes in that. Make a note of that. Twenty-two minutes in actually. Thank you very much. About ten minutes till you feel around. What I would say. He's got to save his money. He's going to be out of a job in eighteen months. Anti lunch is in here to pay for my drinks. I've got to. I've got to conserve money. What I would say about Bruce's point is I, I think you can look around every single signing we've made this season. I think you would, you would, be, diff, you, you would be hard pushed to make a case that they're not an improvement to what we've had. There's a bloke um, outside blowing vapes and it looks like we're in the middle of a pyro display. What flavour is it? I don't know. Um, so I think, I think all the signings we've made are, are, are improvements from last year. I, think, I genuinely think it's, it's one of these boring cases where it's going to just take a bit of time for us to keep our shape and to, um, and to get used to playing with each other. He's had all season, pre-season. Well, no, I don't think he has because he, he's had Sam a couple of his... drink orders, that's all that's going on. Sam's actually buying a drink. Oh, yes, please. Sorry, I didn't yeah. know what you were oh, yeah. Does anybody else want one? Have an Aspels, please, Sam. Actually, Sam, I think you need to at least, you know, an olive branch to Mariner Hoddo after you <laughs> disgracefully <laughs> abused him. <laughs> what would you like to get him to drink? Yeah, <laughs> 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 what does his dad uh, want? <laughs> I'm surprised he's not <laughs> decked okay, you one. I have an Aspels, please. Thanks. Are you going to cut this out? <laughs> no. <You're> gonna, no. <laughs> we need to show that Sam is, you know, yeah. kind man, because this is going to go on his LinkedIn account. He'll <laughs> use taxpayer money. Yeah, yeah. There um, we no, go, I walking off pay, as we pay for our own drinks. <laughs> I mean, he's I mean, gone. And we're, we're not going to see him again tonight. <laughs> Just as you're saying about pre-season, I think that's, that's a little bit unfair, because I think... I think Pike and Wilson haven't had chance to play in the forward okay. line, okay. Um, so I, I think that's a little bit harsh. And even if you are playing in preseason, it's going to take it's going to take some time. Um, so I'm I'm of the school where I like what I see. I think we've improved from last season. Let's see how it goes. And I, I, nothing I've seen worries me in the slightest. So when we get another rush preseason, we cannot use that as a argument for no because that might not suit my argument at the time okay, so fine. it depends what my so point of view is when we have time. no pre-season it's absolutely fine everybody else is, okay i get it depends it. on the point i'm making yeah that's fair and i'm trying do you know what i think we're fine and i think we've improved i personally think we've improved the squad but the argument we've had this season is lead two is probably the most 
uh, competitive it has been for a long time. Yeah. There is a hell of a lot of cash going around. We were talking about MK Dons who are 15 million in debt, losing 2.8 million a year. And they are looking at putting in £400,000 plus additional add-ons for Armstrong, who is a player that we would probably be looking at getting. It's a, it's a, comp- it's a, it's a risk to take. But the point with Armstrong is, as I said about strikers and scoring goals, he's only ever done it once in League Two. And that has now led to, what, £400,000 price tag after one season of scoring goals. So when you look around the leagues and you wanted to try and find an out-and-out striker that's going to bag you a load of goals, if they've done it once, they're going to be a hell of a lot of money to pay for them. Um, so what you have to do is you have to try and find a podjammon that's not done it before um, and you think it's going to do it, so that might be the Danny Rose option. Or you're going to have to find a Bogle or an Amund or, or, a, or a Hearn from lower down and see if they can do it in our league. The fact you cannot buy a League Two 20-goal season striker from League Two unless you're paying half a million pounds. The thing with Bogle is we love him here, but since being here, he's done nothing. And he's been gone a long time now. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I would, really loved him here. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't have him back. I wouldn't have him back now. Like, to be perfectly honest, we enjoy it, but he's, his record, as you say, hasn't necessarily suggested... No, and I he maybe just found a partner in Podge. I think I think I think once in the since he left here, he's got into double figures, and that was last year. Yeah, this season he, I believe, has only featured once off the bench. So you're saying there's a chance he's coming home? Well, I'm saying their manager obviously don't fancy him, so maybe Hurst is the key to unlocking him. Apparently, Bogle is Scottish for a scarecrow, a phantom, or a goblin. I was just trying yes, to Google his. It is. I was just trying to Google his record. <laughs> I mean, it would be nice to see him back just for, for the old just, time's Just for sake. the gifts Alex has got ready to go. <laughs> That's all it is. I've got no <laughs> gifts. Hang on. Notts County won't risk bogling at uh, Accrington opener. That's not helpful. Well, as much as we jest, I, he's not the answer. I don't even know what the answer is. No. Do we want... I think we need a big, big bastard up front just simply down to the fact yeah. that we've got a different game plan then. We need someone... Not Taylor, but someone like Taylor who's going to win it in the air. They're going to get it down to their feet. They're going to pass it to the right people. We just need that that key person. And I think that would be what would make Rose score loads more goals. I actually think the transfer window is at the wrong time for us. And we could do with it in about six weeks when we know what we've really got. Yeah. Yeah. In all, you know, I mean, yeah, no, agree. It, it, at the moment, we don't know what we've got. So basically, abolish the transfer window and we're fine. Go back, to how it, go back to how it used to be. Um, we sell Jack Lester for 300 grand or whatever it was. Sam got the drinks yet? No, I don't know. It's, um, he has I, think, gone, I think he's gone home. He has gone. He's, he's gone, gone home. home. He's, he's, he's sacrificed a, a room at my house for the night, a bed, a bed downstairs for a 30 quid round, doesn't he? Hey, we should have just gone around the entire room and seen what everybody would like, really. Um <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm more than worried that he's got quite a few drinks to come back with, so he's going to have to make oh, t-shirts. Well, he's got, he needs somebody to go and help him. Uh, <laughs> Kate, are you going? My sister is off to help out. Feel free to knee him in the back. As long as he's not carrying my drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the idea that he comes back with Mariners Hot Hoddos and it's just lemonade. an em- half-empty lemonade. Half, <laughs> half a lemonade in a glass. Here he comes. Thank you very much. Sam has bought a Madri. He's bought two. You are sorry? Yeah, yeah. And it's... Um, oh, that's nice. I've got another one down here Is this well. being edited? No. Hang on. No, it's not. Edited, Hannah? No. We've got a lot of dead space. space. We've right got time to edit it. <laughs> I'll just this point is out to viewers or listeners <laughs> that Alex is sat here and he's got four glasses of Madri right next to him here just hiding under the table. So he doesn't look like an alcoholic. Well, I can't keep banging it on the table. It's not going to be right. Right, who's going to come over and tell us their thoughts on this? Come on, a hoddo. It's all right, Sam's, Sam's not here. We yeah. can re- we're, we're, tr- we're testing a we're replacement for Sam. We're giving the people a regular match attender. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody that actually, actually I love watches the, idea the game. Sam's going to come back. <laughs> so, come on, you are the man who goes everywhere, spends far too much money on it. Dad's money. Dad's money. Dad's money. And what has been your overall thoughts on the season so far and pre-season? Pre-season, I expected probably a little bit more, but at the end of the day, you can't really put the season to pre-season. But 
at the se- uh, current season now, Wimbledon we didn't really create much, less than I um, expected. Mansfield we'll forget about it on in the Carabao Cup. Was it that bad? It was. I said it was one of the worst performances I've ever seen. It was shit. What was what stuck out? Because there is a lot of shit performances. If that stands out, uh, it's not recency bias. We just didn't look convincing at all. We couldn't string a pass together. We just didn't look any threat going forward. It could have been double we, we figures. Got destroyed that one. I don't know that one. It was just pure shit. Burnham, Burnham and Glennon got absolutely destroyed. Yeah. It's been like that all season, which is why Glenn's been dropped. Amos has taken his spot well. He's taken his chance well, but I think we need another full-back coming in, hopefully, in the next couple hours. That's what I probably want out of everything. And out of the other games, County looked promising, but again, Glennon got overdone. And as we've probably progressed on, we've looked more convincing going forward, which is where we got Issa out of nowhere, scoring ridiculous goals. But again, it's just need to finish more and get more attacking on to Rose and all that. Cool. So, Mariner Hodo, if, and if people haven't... Hodo. Hodo. Hodo, all right. That's why... So, Mariner Hodo, and if you haven't checked him out, check him out on YouTube and Twitter and things. So, what what would you think to, today... That's, that's an incredible plug. That was great, <laughs> wasn't it? Check, it? check him out on YouTube and Twitter and things. And, and whatever the kids are on. But, no, seriously, what would you think over the next couple of hours, what do you think we need in the window to, to sort of complete the squad? What, what would you be looking for in the next couple of hours for Paul Hurst to be added to the squad? Well, like I said, I said probably need another fullback because I think we have Fete and Malarkey, but, again, if we lose out because we dropped Glennon, we probably need one to test Amos if Glennon's not going to get even a sniffing. And then Malarkey could drop into centre-back if Rogers or Mark get an injury. So then again, we need another backup to Fete if he's going to start more. And then probably want two more, and I'd probably say we need a striker and a, a number 10 attacking midfielder. But it's a hell of a lot, isn't it? Much. Jeez, we're not, how many, <laughs> yeah, realistically, how many can we get? Or what are we going to get? I was going to ask the same question, actually, of all of you, but that's quite a lot, isn't it? We think, we think we need... But we don't know because we don't. We haven't seen the full squad. Well, I think it's in an ideal world. I mean, we probably won't get all of it, but I mean, I think if you if you're looking at what do we need, I think we need a left back. We need somebody in the number ten, and we need a striker. As a bare minimum, we need that today. I would sacrifice left back. I don't. Well, I, I don't understand that. I mean, I think it's one of the one of the the few positions where we've got two players. Glennon is out of form, yeah. but he's shown... Been sacked. <laughs> yes, uh, absolutely. I mean, I did have a, an interesting time on Twitter this week when I when, when Paul has put Anthony Glennon to left midfield and I said that's the second or third time I've seen it happen and maybe you should try it more often. And I got a massive pile on of people saying I, I, that I'm saying we should drop Issa. But I do think going through the season, I, I think Glennon might be worth a little look as a, as a left, left winger. Um if he's is not playing on natural rotation or injuries and stuff, because I think he's got everything you need uh, as a winger with his, his, the control and uh, his delivery and things. So maybe we might have a winger there um, that's worth a look as well. Well, on that, I think Efferty's probably played his best football when he was playing in front of Emmanuel. So there's an argument for that down the right as well, perhaps. Sit there. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Sit here. Oh, poor Sam. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Sam has just need the table leg at great speed. You cut me out of your meat. I'm, I'm, I'm reeling here. You're actually, you're actually hurt, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> this this isn't a joke. You're actually hurt yourself. How much was the round? Um, it's the knee that hurt. The round, thought the round cost was immaterial. Um, <laughs> I'm just asking as a taxpayer how well, much has been spent well, on well, it. Well, why did you come back in crying then after you bought a round? I knew this was a bad idea. <laughs> Poor Sam, in his defence, he has come up from London. Uh, and I've bought a round, I'm getting stuck. Via Hull. Via Hull, because there's no trains thanks to his incompetence. Uh, I'll that's spelled, thank okay, you. thanks. you knew somebody who could fix it. <laughs> well, in his defence, Grant Shapps isn't there anymore. <laughs> Clang, clang, clang. This is why people on the fishy don't like you, Sam. <laughs> oh, they don't like any of us. <laughs> they don't know some of us. <laughs> Let's keep it. But I guess um, I'm just trying to think of any question that would be remotely interesting about a season that has not started how we'd want it to. 
Um, what in, I wonder is... Go ahead. Paul Hurst likes to sign a tall defender. Yeah. And, like, Efforty, Malarkey, tall. Amos Glennon's short. So yeah. do you reckon he's going to bring in a big guy to so fill that So what we need role? to go is go on transfer market and yeah. find every left-back that's over six yeah. foot. Joe Bunny. Joe, Joe Bunny. <laughs> maybe Joe Bunny's wife. I, I, I've, got, I've got maybe a controversial opinion. I don't think Waterford's good enough to be the first choice. No, he's you're, not you're, wrong. you're wrong. You're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. Oh, I agree. I think we found that out in a couple of games he came in for Matt. I don't think he's good enough for the first I think person. he is. A hundred percent he is. I he he cleaned up. She looked, she, she oh, looked at me very scarily. Then Hannah I agree with that. that. Right, waterfall. <laughs> okay, okay I'm going. Yeah, I retract my I'm previous passionate statement. about this. Was my player of the season. I think what obviously a lot of people see the mistakes he makes, but what he cleans up for other players across the pitch is it's like it's goal saving. Not to mention he's threatened the opposition box as well. Yeah. His, his, Do you want to sit next to Hannah? To be fair, I'd say he's on a par with Ma, like from corners. But I, I'm is. not having. I'm not having you say that. he's not good enough. I'm not having. No, it. I agree. I, I agree completely, Hannah. I think he, he, Waterford was prob- was our second or probably our first second best player last season. Yeah. And all of a sudden, now he's not good enough. And the instant I, I, he comes back into the team, he's the captain again, which says it all to me. The only thing I would say is, is he going to fall under the Maguire paradox, where? Harry Maguire is an amazing defender when he is defending on his edge of his area, heading it away. But now we're having to move and we are no longer, we're looking to, you know, push for promotion and push for the playoffs. We're going to be hopefully defending slightly higher up the, up the pitch and his, his lack of pace might be causing him issues because he did lose on his turn. He is dependable, consistent and more than good enough for the level. Whereas I really like Rogers. But he hasn't been consistent this season. I think what the only reason I sort of base this on is I, I just think maybe maybe I, I love Luke Waterfall and I think he's been a great servant to the club. Okay. I think what he did on that season between us getting relegated and starting the National National League shows you everything you need to know about him. How he, he, he came back, he was told he could go, but he came back determined to prove himself and was probably our best player for that season. I think this year, as Alex has said, you can see as we're playing higher up the pitch, trying to be more on the front foot, and against Mansfield, the only time we looked, from from my opinion, I might be wrong, the only time we looked to be under pressure or in danger was when a ball went over the top and it was in Waterfall's area. And that's the only time we looked in danger. For as good as Mansfield are on the ball, and we saw that in the cup game, the, the time that they scored against is when they chucked one, a long, a long straight ball in behind. And that's the only time we looked like conceding. And that's maybe where Waterfall well, needs to. Okay, so I didn't see Mansfield, I wasn't there. So I can't comment on Mansfield, but it seems to me that the whole team was pretty bad. Yeah, but also the ball, the goal came from sort of like the, how would you put the left-hand side channel? That it was left of the D, where the ball comes from, which is Rogers' areas, not not Waterfalls. So to say we're getting done by Waterfalls' lack of pace, I think is an oversimplification. No, I think I think it's quite I, I, clear. I think, if you go I, back and watch it, I think every time we was in danger, it was a long ball into Waterfalls. Behind Waterfall. I think we're falling into the same trap as during the relegation season that Waterfall was scapegoated for wider issues. People, because he played for Lincoln and Scunthorpe, people think that... I was going to say, I think Waterfall was scapegoated because of the Stevenage game, where we should have won that one and he made the mistake and he was pretty poor that game. Uh, But none none of them came out of that season with any... And to turn it around as he did was pretty impressive. McEwen wasn't blameless in that either. He was... McEwen just takes as much blame for that Stevenage goal as, um, as Waterfall did as well. He just takes goalkeeper. I think we, we just really probably does hate goal. What are your thoughts on Danny Coyne? Uh, I can't remember Danny Coyne. <laughs> disgraceful. Yeah. Absolutely disgraceful. Can't even remember him. You need to watch more Danny Coyne. I, I think that Waterfall's just a victim. He, he, he does My everything sister's that, got opinions on Danny Coyne, I think. He does everything that it says on the tin. Um, you know, and he's a brilliant defender, or he's a good defender, but... I think we've changed the way that we want to play. Yeah, and it yeah. doesn't suit. And it doesn't suit Waterfall. But there'll be games when he will be distribution needed. and pace. Yeah, are his two problems, and, and and they're two things that Paul Hurst wants in our centre halves, which is why Ma has come straight back in when he was fit. And don't get me wrong, and that's so nothing against Waterfall. Yeah. Well, there'll be times in during the season where ten minutes to go, we're one 0 up, and he'll throw him on 
Send it forward. Yeah. Well, he's the only one that to do it. Uh, this isn't meant to be a slight on Warford because I, I love him to bits, but I think he's. Doesn't sound of, like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it scares me. A bit like um, Sam and uh, Hodo. But I, I, Hodo. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. I do. It's, it's like John Tonda, this. <laughs> I do <laughs> think. That's Manuel Desaru. We should just see, put an S on the end of his name, don't we? Like that. Oh, good. Mayonnaise. <laughs> Mayonnaise. Yeah. Yeah. Just call him Blockland. I, I do think that Luke Waterfall will take up or should take up more of the Sean Pearson role from last season where he's the, he's, the, he's the guy on the bench that if you need him to come on last 15, 20 minutes and just head anything that comes into your box, the fellow's going to put himself on the line and not do, not do you any harm and, 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 and only fight for the shirt and do well. I think if you want to be playing 20, 30 league games with him as your centre-half, I think you might be in trouble the way we want to be. So are we going to end up next season with more off-field staff than on-field? If he takes up the waterfall role, <laughs> uh, the uh, Pearson role, sorry. Where's Pearson going? Is he going back to Tesco's deliveries? Well, we had to move Giles Coke on, didn't we? Because it got too overcrowded in the uh, staff bath. One thing I would ask about, and this has been something that's been trumpeted on social media. Paul Hurst is a defender previously, and yeah. pretty much everyone in the, the training team is a defensive-minded player. Is that a problem? For the record, Mike is shaking his head. It's absolute bullshit, honestly. When are we bringing Jack Lester in? Honestly, basically what I'm oh, right. oh, pen. Just because Can you, you imagine all the penalties. <laughs> just because you're a striker, how does that? How does that? How do you think you'll you'll you can then teach people how to how to be a striker when you when you're a professional football manager? So why do you need football? You know when you're an English no, teacher, you, you, Mike. You go. Th- you, no, no. What I'm saying is, it doesn't uh, matter uh, where uh, you play. Uh, the kids are struggling in French. But surely, it, surely it no, does. No, doesn't. You go through all the coaching roles, and first knows how to kick a football. Yeah, but no, no, Mike. <laughs> oh no, this is this is Sam levels of no, no, no. Seriously, what what are you what are you able to put across? For the record, that's deeply insulting. In a coaching <laughs> session, which is what we're talking about on on the coaching field, on the training field, in a coaching session, what can you teach that's different to what Paul Hurst, Chris Doig have, have been through? Let's forget about the goalkeeping coaching, shall we? You wait for qualifications yes. to prove they can do. Yeah, but that's fine. But there are different, like yeah. a teacher, a teacher. The you go through the oh, teacher. Yeah, Jack, that's just going to say, just stick it in there, and that'll work. Football, no, football, football, football is more than just but kicking a ball. Like there'll be there'll yeah, be psychology. Yeah, yeah, but Hurst was Hurst defender, so he, so he will have been taught as a youngster how to manage strikers and forwards because of how they're likely to play. So he will have retained that information and gone right. So a winger will do this, therefore I need to counter it like this. And therefore, on that, you can flip that round and go right. As a fullback, I hated a winger doing this to me. So therefore, that's what you need to do. The, the, it, the, the argument, the, the argument that because we've got Hursty, Doigie, and Ben Davis as the coaches and Crowston more, and Crowston more. does not bear scrutiny as the reason. Pearson. It's, Pearson. It, it's a hill I'll die on. Right, I'm prepared to die on this hill. That it's something that's easy to say. When you think you've got a striking problem, if you look around the EFL, you might see very few teams that have have striking coaches or have strikers. So as why managers. do you need a goalkeeper to be a goalkeeper? Because that's a Jürgen very Klopp specialised position. It's got Jurgen Klopp was a defender, and they ship goals for fun at Liverpool. It's a very specialised position. It's slightly different. It's not the Anfield. I think it's I think it's something that's very easy to say when when you think you've got a problem. But if you looked around the EFL and you looked around football, I think there's very few striking coaches or attacking coaches. If they've been through qualifications by UEFA to go through oh. learning and proving they and demonstrating they can they can teach that on a coaching field, I think Paul Urs is probably a damn sight better at teaching attacking movement to players than somebody that's not been through those. Paul, oh, no, we, Paul didn't say that. we didn't say that though, did we? We're just saying that the, someone who Ian Rush Who's going to be the better person to show someone how to be a He's in Millfields as we speak. Who scored a lot of goals. Who scored 300 odd goals for Liverpool. Or uh, Sean Pearson. Or Sean Pearson. Surely, look at the Premier League teams. They have attacking coaches and defensive coaches. They have throwing coaches coaches as well. They have throwing coaches. I mean, we had one of them. Did we? Well, Jordan Cropper. He didn't, he didn't need Thomas coaching. Didn't. Cropper didn't need coaching. I'm, ju- I'm just yet to be convinced of what an attacking coach, other than maybe an instinct for scoring goals, is, okay. going, is going to tell May them I, different from anybody else. It's the mentality, the creativity. We know Paul Hurst's teams He's are known for their defence. We know. Is it, is it not around records. marginal gains? Surely there is a marginal gain in having a striking coach. I am not, cre- not convinced either way. Yeah. 
But there's definitely an argument for having that mentality in a coach around those sorts of players. What's Clive and Donker doing? But Hurst has been very... Hurst has shown he's pretty good at winning marginal games. Are you telling me there's going to be an advantage to... Games games. Hang on, Bruce. Are you telling me there's going to be an advantage to Brexit here? You know, Nissan's plant is going to be wrapped up at some point sooner or later. I'm just... Clive and Donk is going to become free for a coaching role. As I'm, I'm just pointing out, wasn't Pep Guardiola a defender? A midfielder, wasn't he? Uh, holding I'm midfielder. pretty sure he was a holding midfielder. It seems pretty good. Is he not got attacking coach? Is it well, I'm pretty sure it'll come from him. The only point right, I'm okay. making... You, 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 you say what you want. Sorry, okay. okay. Right, well, well, I'm going through okay, the Man City coaching team. So, ha- Harlan needs a coach, doesn't he? Yeah. The only point I'm making is it might help, but I, I, I don't buy how big a thing it is. It probably, it probably would help, but maybe it's not a necessary expenditure at this level. Okay, Jose Mourinho wasn't even a footballer, and yes, he became a world-class manager. But managers are not managers alone. They're a, they have a team. Mourinho was. To be about him. Um, okay, Sam, Sam don't, don't start quoting Mourinho, because now you're convincing me I'm wrong. <laughs> right, let's talk... I want to go back, because someone is now brave enough to step up to the microphone and tell us about his review of the Man City game. My son, nine years old, so, you know, we can lay off the, the slagging off, um, is, um, is uh, going to tell us about what he thought of the Man City game because he was the only, you know, traitor who decided to cross the picket line and, and, and go. So, go on. I'm not a traitor. So, what were your thoughts? Um, I felt Grinchy played pretty good against Man City. I mean, in the first nine minutes, they were doing absolutely great, but then Man City scored a goal and it all went downhill. But in the second half, they did absolutely amazing, scoring two goals against them. Was it a sending off? I was going crazy when Man City got sent, a Man City player got sent off. That's that's exactly what I want to hear. So and when they scored the third goal, I thought, oh yeah, but then they cancelled it. I'm like, oh. And what were your thoughts on the penalty? I was scared. Okay. I was highly scared for them. What I did you think to the main stand? Oh, yeah, you were in the main stand. What did you think of it? It was pretty good. What did you like about it and what didn't you like about it? <laughs> That's where you were sat. Uh, yeah, it was, we, were at, we had front row seats, so... Oh, did you? You could just see all the kids trying to get um, a fist bump with Clifton and then there's security coming up to them saying, go away. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Clifton has security. Well... No, it's not just Harry Clifton, it's other players. Just walking down the side, do, getting ready for stuff. And I mean, she's got security. And then play, then little yeah, kick. And yeah, then only like five because of you. And then little five-year-olds come over, try and get their signature, and then they get told off to go away. Aww. Aww. And then this one kid I saw crying, just walking oh, away so I don't like that. When I was like, little, I used to stand at the tunnel with my autograph book and disposable camera, and I got all the autographs and all the pictures, and it was lovely. I'm sad that that doesn't happen. No. Is that, is that anymore? But I then it was like apparently not. No, you're thinking of taking wasn't. different pictures. <laughs> I used to get all but the then up short pictures. Is that a band now? Is that a band now? Oh, that's what, what can't you do? I used to get loads of. I used to, I've got autograph books of <laughs> all, all the players <laughs> from the like from the late Norse of Danny North and Nick Hegarty and so on and Andy Taylor. They'll be valuable now. Case yeah. to massive. Could, 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 I'm could, sorry, could. I'm not having that Andy Taylor's signature is valuable. No. I bumped into <laughs> no, him. Sorry, yes, to s- Alex, the the Alex sorry. you know me. Like, you've known me long enough now. <laughs> to eight-year-old Sam, that, is not, that was not a serious <laughs> statement. To eight-year-old Sam, it was a massive thing. Could I just say that Charlie? I think that was a great review, and I think you could maybe take Sam's place. And yeah, I'm quite yes. hopeful you will. I will. I second yeah? that. And first, then, but, but, <laughs> but Charlie, <laughs> was, Charlie, was that the first time you've been to Blunder Park, or you've been before? Been before. When did you go before? Oh, it's one more than Mike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> low, low, low. What is Blundell Park? <laughs> Basically, Mike is asking if you can show him his seat. Yeah. No. No, very, very I, well I bought Charlie. my ticket. I, I got the ticket. Oh, Bruce is going. This microphone's quite long. You can take it out if you want. <laughs> then, like, the security left, like, a couple of minutes. And then, by the time they came back, the entire area was just full of five-year-olds. Trying to get nice. Why five? Okay. Because uh, five-year-olds sound funny. Okay, fine. What's up, Bruce? You've been kicked out. Uh, there's, there's stories of three, play, three, three unknown players at Cheapside today. Shall we go now? What I would say... We should have done this standing Bogle. outside on the road. Could I, ju- could I just say that, Charlie, I think that's the best review we've ever had of a game on this podcast uh, by any of us. So I've well done, a, mate. Well I've done. got a big question, though. Charlie. Yeah. Grimsby. Grimsby yeah. or Man City? 
Grinsby. Yeah. You can definitely replace Sam. You can Sam. come again. I am. Sam, off you pop, mate. Off you go. think I am around a 50-50. No, you're not. You get the beers again, Sam. I'm like a 70-30. Okay. I'll tell you something. We went to Man City's ground yesterday for him. 65 quid for a kid's shirt. That's incredible. For a kid's shirt. For a club, you know. At least you can get them from Man City. That's <laughs> oh, you couldn't. That was the thing. The shirts were 65 quid, but Man City spent it half because, because they need all the money because Man City spent it all. Okay. I used to like it at your old house, Charlie, when your dad was locked in the broom cupboard under the stairs. I mean, what, and then you can Man hear him City. falling down the stairs? Man City. <laughs> Man City from the bank. Has Charlie turned into Simon Jordan now? He is, yeah. yeah you give him a bit, bit of praise or you can't shut him up now. <laughs> Okay, Sam, again, microphone, mouth. Sorry, what was that? You don't need a microphone, Sam. <laughs> Please don't tell Sam he needs a microphone, because then he talks and nobody You've can hear him. You've outside, Sam. We can hear you now. Okay, cool. <laughs> Good. Um, Might need some editing for legal purposes. <laughs> Man City are now suing my child. So have we signed anybody yet, Alex? Because my eyesight's getting... I'm getting older. I don't, know. I don't I think... Can't, I can't, I, I, I I can't it, read my phone. The rumours I heard were Tom Hopper, who I, I, I've read on the fishy, so... You We've know, wanted him for a while. I yeah. Think. And I think Hemmings from uh, Tranmere was a name I... I say I heard, a dancer? Which, which makes it sound like it's more than somebody written it on Twitter. But that's basically what I'm saying. Hemmings from Tranmere. I, all I can see is a review from Tramier fans telling me he's not good, but they also said that about Manny Desaru. Well, he, so, did, you know. he has played 300 games as a centre-forward and scored 120 goals. Would that's, you have Manny here now? Decent. Yeah. Yes. He should never have left. We offered him a deal, didn't we? But he wanted guaranteed mm. first-team football. Which he would have got. Yeah, he would have got yeah. it. And he would have got because we had injuries. He'd yeah. played 40 games with our top scorer, wouldn't he, if he'd, if he'd stayed last season? It's just the fact you think you just sat around with some mates and there's microphones. It's like you're just <laughs> chatting away with no microphone. Sorry. So, say it again, Sam. What was you saying? I said that, well, if Manny had stayed last season, he'd have played 40, started 40 games and probably been our top scorer, wouldn't he? With six. Yeah, he, he probably would have been, but uh, hindsight's a wonderful thing. If you knew then what you know now, then you'd be able to make all sorts of decisions. I mean, could we have guaranteed Manny Disaruve a... Say that again. Yeah. <laughs> could we? Could we? Dis- <laughs> 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 could we? Could, <laughs> could we have guaranteed money? Um, no, <laughs> not having it. Say it. Say no, it. we couldn't. We couldn't. We couldn't have guaranteed Manny Disaruve um, full-time gains. You know, that'd been stupid if we'd have gone into into the couple of seasons go season saying Manny is our number one striker. People would have pulled it to shreds. Now, what we know now, probably yeah, but. We offered him a deal. He turned us down because we wouldn't guarantee him the time. What more can you do? You, you know, you can't do any more than that. I think Mike needs another cider. Manny de Cerruve. Don't look at me. Yeah, sorry. You said woo-woo. This is woo-woo. woo-woo. Oh, he wants a woo-woo. Fishbowl woo-woo. Do woo-woo. Do woo-woo. Mum. It's, it's an interesting one, really. What's up? I was just going to say, it's a lovely, they appreciate your views behind you. Look, what, everything I've arranged for us tonight, look. How it's, nice it is out there. It is very nice, Bruce. Thank you very much. It is a lovely venue. You've done very well. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I have got nothing on transfer rumours from Twitter. I can't see anything in terms of uh, who we've signed. I don't look like we have done. Paul Hurst and the team are going to be there for a while. Are we doing a live Twitter space? Or is that probably not a good idea, considering that would be two more hours of... What, from the swashy? Of <laughs> I don't think we can oh do a God, live Sam one. Sam, mic? If you think I'm speaking in two hours' time after a few more drinks, after my episode on the tube a few months ago, you can think again. I'll be honest, I wish you wouldn't now. <laughs> That's mean. Oh, you? You all this way, all went. this effort. It took me five hours to get here, and that's the response I get. Leveling up that. Love you, really. Um, uh, Nothing to say. Hot Mulligan gig in Leeds tonight. Apparently, Omar Bogle came home and Mbappe when I left there at 10.30. Name the selectors. Better than the... um, I can't even see anything else on Twitter here. I mean, deadline day has been fun so far, yet there's nothing... Uh, so it looks like it's going to be a nice, quiet evening and we're not actually going to sign anyone. Can I throw a question in round the table then? Go ahead. 
who's going to be who do you think is going to be player of the season I'll go I'll go with Rodgers Isa I, w- I was thinking Rodgers as well he's been solid last in the start of the season so I'd say Rodgers too if Isa carries on and doesn't get injured Isa if not Malarkey I would I would agree exactly with Hannah. I think Issa, if he can play the majority of games well. Otherwise, I think Rogers probably. Conte. Oh yeah, I forgot about Conte. no. We don't know Conte. Who's Conte? Crap. We don't want too to too too him. late now. Charlie? Charlie, who's going to be our player of the season? Who's going to be player of the year? I think I know who you're going to say. Don't say how. Uh, oh, how we it? There we go. Go on then, Sam. Mishi Fetter. No. <laughs> Drink. Don't. <laughs> that laugh is going to fuel a fete for the oh. next eight months. He's just going to be looking in the mirror and he's only going to be able to hear that. I don't know. It's just a, it's a really interesting, it's very early in the season to work out who it is, but, you know, we're going to fall in love with another lone player that we can't keep. Um, well, it ain't, oh. well, ain't going to be Harvey Cartwright, is it? You just hate them. <laughs> I like Eastwood, and I think Eastwood got a lot of a lot of grief when he came in. I mean, it's not from the majority, but it's from it's, it's from the Rochdale fans hated him. Yeah, but I think when Eastwood was here last time, he, he did do he, he did really well. Yeah. Equipped himself very very good, and I think anywhere he's played, he's not played a massive amount of games. So I had no problem with Eastwood coming in. We'd seen we'd seen the sort of colour of his money, so to speak, and I think he um I think he played well when he was here. He kept McEwen out of the side, um, so I I had no problem with him coming in. I think he's done really well. Really, really well. I agree. He's a great shout to be player of the season. He's pulled off, and not County pulled off four top, top, four, three or four top, top saves. I mean, if Croken been in this, not County would have lost six one. Um, that's the reality. And he has this. I also really like the way that he kind of, whenever he punches or he or there's a shot he can't catch, he pushes it away from goal. Yeah, he's powerful. So therefore, we have the ability to kind of regroup. Whereas with Croken, he used to have this ability. He used to just sort of punch it right back into the danger zone. It costs time go, after Sam. time Let after time. Go. So no, I'm just comparing the kind of the, the, the fact that Eastwood on any number of levels is a huge improvement on Croken, who was apparently fireproof. So <laughs> So Gillingham await tomorrow, a team that have not scored more than one goal in each game so far this season. Uh have lost the last two games on the bounce, three nil to Colchester, lost to Luton, which is really easy to win. Um, so, in terms of you know, are we looking at Gillingham, who are currently joint top Scott, uh, top of the the five game league table? Look, if Bruce can post Grimsby Town were top of the league this time twenty one years ago, then we can start saying that you know we've got to check the league table at the moment. So, are Gillingham a force to be reckoned with, or are they currently um, you know deceiving us? One 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 one. Is that what you're going with? Draw for me as well. I think it'll be 1-1 one, yeah. one tomorrow. I put 2-2 two, two on the POM. 2-2 two, two on the POM. <laughs> I do, yeah. I'm not expecting many goals. Um, we just don't like scoring more than one or two most games, but I reckon Gillingham will probably batter us in some sense. I think you should post this after the game tomorrow, Alex, <laughs> because it won't encourage people to go there. Sit on the fence. Well, we've currently, we're, we're sitting in the Osman, so um, it must be quite full. We've got an XG, whatever that may be, of 0.02. Yeah, that's all our, we just scored one from yeah. ESA and just like, oh, well, we'll leave it now. <laughs> I, I have to say, though. I have to say, right, and this might be different if, and I'm not, this is not a dig at anyone that hasn't been to a game so far this season, but. Look at me, Sam. <laughs> Sam. Hoddo. Hannah. Does the ball not make a different noise? When Issa hits it, it it's like a real. Hodo is nodding. It's yeah. it, it it does. You can literally split second before it hits the net. You hear him kick the ball, and it makes a different noise. And I swear What's by the noise? that. You if if make Mike's going to die on that fence, you got to make the noise. I, no, I can't. I can't do it. But it it makes a different noise when he hits it. And I, I, I'm, I'm going to pay, atten- I'm, I'm pay attention to that. You mentioned it. But what I would say is both. The- goal against Mansfield and Walsall you knew they were going in the moment he hit it the, you could tell they were. You could tell it was going it was one of those 
That was, that was he was so, he hit it so crisp, I thought, at Walter, like, great view, I was right behind it, and you could just tell it was going in the moment he hit it. So if that's kind of like two sides of the same coin, then, yeah, I get you completely, but it, he, he hits it so crisply and so true, if that's what you're trying to say. Is it right your dad missed the goal because he was looking at his receipt from lunch? <laughs> just seeing how much his son cost. Look, my poor dad. He's quite poor if he's paying for your lunch. My poor dad doesn't need to be subjected to kind of abuse on this. No, we're trying oh, to help abuse him. Abuse for your dad? <laughs> we're trying to help we're him. Again. I want to know when yeah. it's your turn to pay for the dinner. I bought my auntie's tea in April. That was a cup of tea. Was it a Boots meal deal? That, was a, that cost you a quid 20 and it was a cup of tea. Boots meal deal. You asked for tea and she goes, she's just steals. Bruce, Bruce is defending your family. I think you should be grateful for that. <laughs> but attacking me in the process. Well, uh, they're nodding in agreement. <laughs> well, has anybody got anything else to add before we wrap it? Oh, you're looking at rumours. Bogle's back. Bogle's back. Who's at Millfields? Fowler's at Millfields. Fowler never left. He bought it, I think. I think he was just looking at a property development opportunity and that was it. We should have done this from the car park over on the park. It'd be chilly. <laughs> We are not going to... No, we're off to the swashy. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's going to be an interesting couple of hours, but I'm surprised that nobody else has been announced yet, which was suggested. Okay. Lois said it. I mean, good luck to those guys doing a podcast. I mean, it's nice to be... No, you know. people from the other no, no. All I'm going to say is, for the new podcast, good luck to them. I hope you enjoy it. Ignore the fishy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> If anyone's watched The Big Lebowski and who knows what Donnie from The Big Lebowski I mean, that was the one of the things that I agreed with. <laughs> I have no idea what that means, but I imagine it's disparaging. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, totally end. Uh, anything else to go before we go off to get drunk? No. Good, great. Well, thank you all for joining us. Uh, and we shall see you all very shortly. Uh, I assume we're doing one on Sunday, uh, which means content will be very light indeed. <laughs> but will, will Sam be home? That's the question on Sunday. Will well, Sam I'm meant home? to be driving him home, which is going to be Alex be home. Will Mike be home? Well, I'm driving Sam back, and we've got to find room in the car for him because uh, uh, it's uh, quite cramped. <laughs> I don't know if we've mentioned before, but it is really unusual for me, Alex, and Sam to all be in Grimsby at the same time. I'm not sure it's ever happened before. I don't think happened. it's ever happened before, so hopefully we all do Surely get Surely you've all been at the same game at one point in the past. Yeah, not in the last couple of years. Just to correct, you are all in Cleveland at the same time. Well said. Well said, showing, you know, showing our naivety, our naiveties. That shows, I've never lived here, so I'd find an excuse, but you two. I technically lived in Lincolnshire. I've never lived in North East Lincolnshire. I was born on the Nunny. I tell you what, I've been round to his house today. I've been round to his house today. It's really nice. Is it? I was surprised. I'm not surprised. He's got a, he's got a black market in He's laptop. got a nice sofa. He's got a telly on the wall. So anybody listening and Bruce... Bruce currently isn't in his house at the minute. It's worth a, it's worth a look. Well, this is pre-recorded. It's not live. <laughs> <laughs> no. Next time Bruce Bruce yeah, is on the podcast, back, I might be there. Yeah, next yeah. time Bruce is on the podcast from the Cleethorpes Cricket Club, it might be worth a look round his house. It's all these black market black market laptops you're selling, isn't he's it? Got, oh, he's got about sixty laptops <laughs> in the corner. He's got a lovely looking camp bed that I'll be <laughs> face planting this evening. Oh, I'm quite. Go on. How many more have you got? And do you need to sell any more? Can we talk about this oh, still, or is it? A there's a few left. 60? No, there's not 60. There's a few left. There's okay. Maybe 10 or 15. 58. It's going, going quick, are they? You know, no, no, they, they, I, I'd like them to be going a little bit quicker. But How much are they, Bruce? They're £120. Is that with, with VAT or is VAT not included? What? What's VAT? Exactly. Yeah, is this, is this <laughs> cash in hand, is it? Why are you adding tax? Go towards the All right, all right. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Go towards your round. <laughs> somebody, get him, somebody get him another drink. Yeah. Don't uh, complain. You want to get your drink now, is it? And we will open up the shop again. Now I'm going heading back home. So you, if you want to buy a print, you're more than welcome to. Um, and really, that is about it because we can hear the musician warming up beautifully in the background. Sam Simmons. Sam Simmons. Not me, to be well, no, because your name is Sam Barrick. His name is Sam Simmons. Sam, I'm, I'm grateful you've cleared this up. I don't think any of us needed it clearing up, but 
But we're still grateful for you clearing it up. And we want to say goodbye to Sam, voice of an angel. <laughs> That's your cue, Sam, to That's say goodbye. Give us a song. Au revoir. Okay. Well, you can't say that. You kicked us out of you. you. Uh, I did not. <laughs> and, and goodbye from everyone. Enjoy it. We'll see you all tomorrow. Um, oh, actually, no, that won't work because I'll probably won't even get it out by the end of the day. Yeah, episode. so it'll be out in about three weeks' time. Enjoy the Crawley game. We're going to talk more nonsense than usual if you listen to this in three weeks. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> after, Great. After the deadline, shut this in this sound really weird. It is. I might try and put it. Ju- should we January. just put it out? No. January. No edit. <laughs> don't, don't, there's no edit. You don't need to edit it. Do you want me to, I'll try and put it out right away, straight away. Yeah. Just do it. Did we say anything libelous? Did we say any libelous this week? Did you say Bo's not the answer? Oh yeah, Charlie, um, Charlie um, defamed Man City. Oh, I don't think Man. I, honestly, <laughs> in the list, <laughs> in the list of what Man City are your doing, mates, Alex. You think your mates were all coming. They're, all of them. They're on the barge. Oh, they're not coming, are they? They're on the barge. I know, I know Charlie said something about Man City, but in the scheme of what Man City are up to, I don't think they're listening to our podcast. No. Well, it depends. <laughs> I don't know where you're staying tonight, then. I'll happily go to the barge. Barge is a beautiful place. We've got to get there, though. All right, well, anyway, that's for after the pod. We'll see you later. Bye.